The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge Radio Show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here's the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey. Hello, hello, Corey Michael Sanchez here. Welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. We've got Ira Rosen here as my co-pilot in the in this show where we talk about how to generate leads and how to convert those prospects to close deals and how do you maximize your revenue from there. We have lots of great guests on that speak to their expertise and we're talking top high-level people, the people that are masters of their domain. So we always have a lot of great guests on here. So uh, so yeah, we're going to get started. Ira, is there anything else you'd like to cover here before we de- dive in deep? We've got a really fabulous guest that's going to talk a lot about WOW strategy and direct uh, direct response, which is huge. And if you're a marketer, you know what that is and, and you're very excited about it. So we've got a direct mis- uh, response marketing expert on here. But Ira, what else do you want to go through? Yeah, I mean, everybody, who doesn't want to know about the WOW strategy? Think about that. That's a great name, the WOW strategy. So you always want to knock their socks off and leave them in a place where they're going, wow, that was that was amazing. So, you know, here we are, we're coming up on almost June 1, and think about this, the year is almost half gone. I can't believe it. I just seemed like yesterday, you know, everyone was making their New Year's resolutions. And so we've got six months left. You know, what's your plan for the second half of the year? Are you going to finish strong? Are you going to finish fast? You know, do you have something? You know, I read something the other day, some guy back in 1935, some some learned scholar said that in goal setting, you have a 50% better chance in goal setting, hitting your goal, if you do one thing, just write it down. Isn't that amazing? Just write your goals down. So whatever you want for the second half of the year, write it down, be specific, um, be you know have a timeline, have the obstacles that are going to be in your way, have the solutions, have the reward. So there's a little nugget right there before we even get started, you know, on how to how to really monetize and really maximize the second half of 2016. So back over to you, Corey. Yeah, awesome. And you know, here's a book I, I I'm reading right now on uh, you know when I go when I travel around go on these long airplane flights. Have a lot of time to read. I like to read before bed. But this uh, this book that I'm I'm reading right now is actually pretty exceptional, and it's helping me out a lot as far as getting clarity and getting focus. And uh, I want to recommend that uh, everybody take a look at it. It's uh, it's it's a it's a book called Deep Work. And deep work, and it's um, and it's really all about this. How can you kind of maximize your time for strategy and thinking? Okay, here's my game plan. Right, I need to do knock this out. How do you get more done with less? Because we we live in a very distracted environment, wouldn't you say, Ira? Absolutely. Do you realize that we look at our mobile phones 
over 200 times a day? Are you kidding me? I mean, it wasn't that long ago nobody had a mobile phone. And so, you know, we're, get, we're being bombarded with tens of thousands of messages all day long. And the book that was a bestseller, you know, probably about 10 years ago um, by Timothy Ferris, The 4-Hour Workweek, speaks to this uh, a lot about why it's so important to really hone in on your time. 90% of our day is non-revenue producing. Think about that. 90% of the things you do today do not, you know, do not put money in your pocket. So one of the one of the acronyms or one of the word pictures I came up with, and Corey knows I, you know, I, I create these constantly because I think in terms of pictures is, you know, do not mow your lawn when your house is on fire. And that's a good that's a good metaphor to have all day long when you're working. Are you working on things that are going to help you in the next 90 days or 6 months or a year? You're not Coca-Cola, you're not McDonald's, okay? You're an entrepreneur. You got to figure out what's going to put money in my pocket in the next 7 to 14 days. And what happens is we get caught up in all this all these lofty things and I you know, I'm all about long-term planning, but keep that in mind. Do not mow your lawn when your house is on fire. Right, Corey? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it takes focus, right, to be able to go after the the highest, uh, the things that are going to deliver the most amount of revenue quickly here, right? And what, so the book Deep Work talks about tr- we're training ourselves to be distracted right now. That's what we're essentially we're doing because we'll, you know, we'll get working on something, then we'll get a text message from somebody uh, about something else, asking a question, right? Then we'll get a, like a chat, a, you know, something will pop up on our email. Maybe somebody calls us in between, right? And in uh, all the while, you know, we're, we're doing so many things and yet we never really achieve our highest level orders, our goals, our biggest goals. And it's because we're, we're distracted. So I really recommend the book because it, uh, it really kind of makes you take a huge look at how you're spending your day and how you're approaching your focus time. So the, work, uh, the book's called Deep Work. It's by Cal Newport. And uh, I definitely recommend it, especially if you're feeling like you're not getting enough done, like you're too distracted, like, you know, everything's coming at you. This will really turn that around and help you focus a lot more. Yeah, Corey, thanks for talking about that because I love this these kinds of books that are out there because it's a big, big problem. It is probably the number one problem that entrepreneurs in general have. And I know that our guest is going to talk about, you know, how how to keep from being distracted and having that um uh, you know, shiny object syndrome, he's going to talk about that. But it's so critically important because we live, you're right, we live in an age of distraction and never more than now is it, it, and is it really a trick, is it hard, it's, it's difficult. So I love, I love the acronym PDF, Persistence Discipline Focus. Check in with yourself all day long. How am I doing on my focus? How am I doing on my discipline? How am I doing on my persistence? Otherwise, the word that popped into my mind, Corey, as you're talking about doing all these different things is lollygagging. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that word in a long time. You know, so you're just kind of lollygagging through the day, and then you think you're busy. Busy, 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 busy. And Bill Walsh says busy equals broke. If you're busy, busy, busy all the time, and it's not high-value things, all you're doing is telling yourself a story that's ridiculous, that you're, you, know, you should be making all this money because you're busy. It doesn't matter how busy you are. What matters is what are you working on? Is it a high level? Is it high priority? Or is it stuff that's maybe six months out or three months out that maybe you'll never put a nickel in your pocket? 
Yeah, you know, I, you know, I was reading something. It was on duct tape marketing. Not too. Uh, it was probably like a couple years ago. But John Janis, who's uh, the creator of that brand and that business, you know, he got asked by his his daughters, like, "What do you do, Daddy?" And he said, uh, "I'm a professional email opener," <laughs> because he feels like he was just that's what he spent like a big chunk of his time doing. So that definitely falls into the category of lollygagging. That's a new phenomenon. That uh, <laughs> the lollygag factor. Yeah, the lollygag factor. I like it. Nice. All right. Well, good. So, um, so just a, a really cool thing for a resource for everybody on here. Now, I want to introduce our next guest. He's his name is Steve Cypress. We met Steve. He's uh, actually from Chicago, and uh, you know he was. Uh, we met him at a Glazer uh, Kennedy Inner Circle uh, kind of meetup. They Glazer Kennedy had uh, all kinds of uh, you know people that hosted events in their local areas, and and uh, I know that uh, Steve was very much involved in that. Now he's uh, he's taking all the, the 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 knowledge he's amassed and the the decades of experience. And put together some really cool wow strategies. And, uh, you know, he's built a, over a dozen successful companies on his own um, while helping thousands of other ambitious and aggressive business owners. So, he's you know, he's been in the industry 35 plus years. Hell of a long time to be, you know, crushing it in the business arena. So he's assembled a team of world's top business building experts. He is the publisher of Money Making Monthly Magazine and the Rhino Daily which is a really cool daily podcast that he's put together. So very excited about that. Uh, appeared on radio, television, the author, uh, the best-selling author of several books. So, Steve, I want to welcome you to the show. Well, that is quite a lofty introduction. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's, uh, you know, lots of, you know, it's, it's great because every time, you know, I surround myself by you, Steve, I'm always learning more fabulous things. So, so let's dive in. I, we always ask this question, like, how did you get started being an entrepreneur? Because we're talking, you know, over 35 plus years ago, you started in the business arena. So how did that all take place? Well, yes, uh, since I'm about to turn 56, uh, my uh, entrepreneurial start started about 50 years ago, probably the same as you and Ira and all the listeners and anyone else that's an entrepreneur, we were all doing that kind of stuff as a kid, right? We were all always looking for a way to create leverage. I mean, to me, that's what an entrepreneur does. He looks for an opportunity, he or she, we look for an opportunity to take resources and multiply them. So when we're a kid, we don't have a lot of money, at least I didn't, so the resource I had, though, was a heck of a lot of time, which I could have spent goofing around and riding my bike around and doing nothing, like pretty much every other kid was doing. But instead, I mean, I, I always was attracted to an idea, to an opportunity, only unlike other people, I found it throughout my career. I can probably attribute my success to the fact that I, I'm not only attracted to ideas, but I love taking action on them. So many people fall in love with ideas. They, they go from conference to conference, they're on webinars all day, they're, they're always reading books all day, what I call shelf help. It just sits there on the shelf, and they never take action. The first one I remember is somebody said, oh, look, these uh, bottles uh, that say on them, if you return the bottle, you get a penny. Now, I'm probably dating myself, but I really probably remember that. You <laughs> return a bottle, you get a penny. Now it's probably a dollar. But, uh, you know, uh, and, they, and somebody was like, and these, these bottles, you know, people just throw them out. And you could ride around on your bike and collect these bottles and return them to a store, and they give you money, and then you can buy stuff. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? That just sounds like fun. Instead of riding the bike around and doing nothing and goofing off, 
you know, so let's set a goal. And I remember going and, you know, putting, get my dad to put a basket on the bike and another couple of baskets in the back. And I'm filling these things up with bottles. I had a bag over my shoulder. I'm just collecting bottles like crazy and, and going to return them. I mean, that, that's the first one I remember. But weren't we all always doing stuff like that? Whether it's, you know, as soon as it snows, instead of just playing with snowballs, you grab a shovel, you go make some money. Like, go so- find a problem that people have, go solve it, and get paid for it. What the heck? I've been doing that my whole life. Absolutely. Question for you. I'm just curious because I did all kinds of crazy things like that as a kid. What's the most bottles you collected in a day? Do you, do you, do you happen to remember what that, was, what that was? Yeah, you know, that's what a great question. You know, nowadays, <laughs> everything I do is tracked. We're tracking everything, and we're always checking it and tweaking it. And back then, I, I, I was making so many mistakes. I mean, that just wasn't the only one that I wasn't tracking. I never counted how many. I never kept track of them. But here's the biggest mistake I made. I was a, what I call a false entrepreneur. I, w- I remained a solopreneur. So I don't want to insult anyone, the listeners are out there that are saying, hey, I'm a solopreneur, I don't consider it false. I don't mean it that way. What I mean is even better is to build a team, which I never did. So with all my ideas and action I took up on, I mean, another one was on the way to school, I would pass by a bagel shop. I would buy these bagels for nine, they were nine cents a piece. I'd go into school and I'd sell them for a dime a piece. <laughs> and my goal, I made enough every day to get to eat a bagel for free. I was all excited. I was like, oh, all I had to do was sell nine bagels or ten or whatever, and I had a, a free bagel. Of course, this is fraught with so many problems that on certain days where people looked at me and said, oh, you know, I don't have a dime, I uh, can't buy, I'm, I'm sitting there with three bagels left over that I got to eat. I lost all my profits for the week. <laughs> uh, but, but what I never did is I never said, hey, this is just one class. You know, there's 50 classrooms in the school. Let me get 50 kids. Let me get enough bagels, I'll meet them all outside of the school, I'll give them all these bagels, and now I'll make money from all of them. Or the same with the bottles, or the same with a paper route, or the same with shoveling snow or anything. I never did that. I never tracked, like you're asking, and I never built a team to really get real leverage and really be, instead of just self-employed, to become a real entrepreneur. I never did that stuff when I was a kid. I want to go back. I want to be a kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just imagine if we all knew... What we know now, back when we were like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, we'd all be dangerous. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's all about leverage and building teams. And ask yourself, how could you build a team? I mean, all of us are sitting here. How can you add add more value to more people by building a team? Yeah, and you know, that's. I think that's one of the most important parts. And and uh, you know, I. Throughout the day or the week or the month, you know, I'll get frustrated. It's like, oh, man, I really don't like doing this task that I'm doing, right? And most people are like, well, you know, I mean, for me, that's a beacon that somebody else should be doing that task because, you know, if if, if I get to a certain point, I just won't, you know, even though I don't like it, right, I, I just don't have fun with it. I want to enjoy the process of being a business owner. So I think developing a team so somebody else can do those things that you don't like to do or aren't good. I mean, that's a super important thing. And, I, you know, I always think a late bloomer when it came to entrepreneurialism. I don't think I really started being entrepreneurial until I was in almost out of college. So it's really cool, you know, when I get to hear stories like you, Steve, and Ira, where you guys are hustling from, from a very young age. And, and now, you know, you guys have such a wealth of, of wisdom. Flash forward, you're working on something with a wow strategy, which is super important. So, Steve, kind of, kind of walk us through that. What is the wow strategy? What do you incorporate uh, into other businesses that really help them explode? 
Well, thank you for asking. Uh, I developed, I created, I just called it the WOW strategy. I didn't make any of this stuff up myself. I took it from years of my experience and my mentors. And, you know, we've seen each other, how, how many conferences we've been to and how many events we've, we've been to and we've hosted ourselves. And I'm always, just like you, I'm always reading. Now, I, by the way, uh, it's an aside, but I, that, uh, that book on focus that you mentioned, I think that's great. The problem is every time I started reading it, <laughs> man, I, a, friend, a Facebook friend of mine put up a post of a cat video, and I just had to watch that thing for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, you know, I, I, the wow strategy is nothing I, I made up. It's something that's over proven principles of marketing for decades and decades and generations. I just put it together in a way that I wanted it to be memorable, and I wanted to make it simple. You know, so many small business owners, I've worked with thousands over the years, they, everything can be so overcomplicated, as you know. I mean, if you just, I mentioned, people who watch webinars all day, there's always somebody coming out with the newest flashbang, push-button, gizmo, automatic, this, that. You've got to learn this, you've got to learn that, especially with the Internet now. There's always a new site and a new this, and now you've got to learn how to do live Facebook videos, and here's how to do this and that and whatever, and you can just get all caught up in everything. So the wow strategy is just those three letters, W-O-W. Really simple, so anyone can remember that. And I have seen, I just haven't seen an exception to the rule yet that any problem anyone is having with their sales or marketing comes down to a failure or shortcoming in one or two or all three of those areas, W-O-W, and it stands for very simply, the first W is the who. It's your target market. It's who you're choosing to do business with, who you would like to buy your products or services. It's your choice. Uh, unlike uh, a lot of small businesses, unfortunately, think, well, I'll take anybody that walks in. That's a, that's a, that's a t- we, if anyone that's been there, it's a tough way to do business. You're, you're disgruntled and unhappy all the time. So you, you choose the who, that's the first W. The next, oh, the next letter is the O, which stands for the offer. You want to make an irresistible offer. All your offers want to be irresistible to people. Who the heck wants to make a resistible offer? Nobody says they want to, but people do all the time. That's why they have trouble making sales. That's why people say no, because I guess that wasn't irresistible. So you want to put together an irresistible offer that's irresistible <coughs> to the who. You can see these all work together. And the last W is very simply the way or the ways that you choose to get your irresistible offer in front of your chosen who. So that's it. That's all you got to think of. And everything in successful sales and marketing comes down to that. It comes down to, are you targeting the right who? Do you have an offer that is truly irresistible? And are you getting that offer in front of that who in a way or ways that they want to receive it? So many people make the mistake. They come up to me and they're like, Steve, you know, I spent years as a, uh, uh, an, a consultant, a sales rep with the Yellow Pages. And at the time, people would come up to me and I was well known. I was just, you know, I, I had my website and my clients from all over the place. And they were, people would come up to me and say, oh, you're the Yellow Page expert. Can you make me up a Yellow Page ad? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, but slow down. Like, that's not the first step. It's not based on what you want to do. And the same thing happens today. People will say, I want to do text messaging. I want to, you know, do Google Hangout marketing. I want, you know, whatever the latest thing is that they're all caught up in. But it's not about what way we want to get our offers in front of our chosen who. It's what way the who will want to receive 
are irresistible offers, so they take action on it. So just a quick example, I mean, if you're selling a I've fallen and I can't get up scooter or craftmatic bed some to seniors, I don't think you would say, hey, Corey and Ira, can you help me with a text message marketing system? That's what I really need <laughs> to sell my craftmatic I've fallen and I can't get up. You know, it doesn't matter what you want. What do they want? And on the converse, what if you had a pizza place that you was located right across the street from a high school, and every day at 3 o'clock the bell rang and 1,500 hungry kids came running out of the place, and you wanted to attract them in your shop, and you put an irresistible offer, a free slice of people to the first 50 kids that come in, would you say, can you make me up a yellow page ad for that? Can, can I get a direct mail letter to send out to these? No, of course, that wouldn't make any sense. So it's really that simple. You've got to figure out, first of all, the who and everything you need to know about them so that you can effectively talk to them and figure out what offer will be irresistible to them and what way of getting that offer will work to get that in front of them so they respond and give you money. Simple as that, W-O-W, when you get that right, you will say, wow, your prospects will say, wow, certainly anyone that sees your bank account will say, wow, and that's why I call it the wow strategy. I love it. Well, And this is, this is fabulous, and I love how simple it is, and we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the wow strategy and how you can apply it in your business. We'll be back in just a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There is always one thing that will take your business from where it is right now to where you want it to be. One thing that determines the difference between failure and success. That one thing is leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Ira and I are going to show you 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We are going to give you private access to our proprietary system for free. It's called Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you will never have to wonder where your next leads are coming from. Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserved. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to MojoLeadMastery.com to get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. That's MojoLeadMastery.com. You take the first step and we'll take the rest with you. Are you on LinkedIn? Are you making any money from it at all? At Mojo, we have cracked the code on tapping into LinkedIn's limitless high net worth leads. Did you know that the average salary on LinkedIn is over $112,000? The average salary on Facebook is just $61,000. There's an absolute gold mine on LinkedIn. You just need to know how to mine the gold. Mojo Global is going to show you exactly how to generate daily leads on LinkedIn automatically. Go to mojogoldmine.com to get a free video that walks you through three easy steps to get in front of up to 100 prospects a day on LinkedIn on autopilot. Once again, go to mojogoldmine.com now. That's mojogoldmine.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here. Welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. You can check out mojoglobal.com if you want to get more of these shows. All you got to do is uh, is sign up to get the updates when we host them and and also get the replays. So these are these are great shows and and I, I honestly recommend you listen to them over uh, you know over and over again and uh, because that retention could really help you instill and use these practices. For instance, we're talking about the Wow strategy with Steve Cypress. We're talking about how do you actually put something in front of somebody that will get get you more customers, right? So we talked about the who, right? So the, the wow stands for the who, the offer, and the way. And uh, let's dive deep into this, uh, Steve. So tell us a couple more examples. You talked about the, you know, the the pizza shop, right, or the uh, the shop that wants to bring in, you know, kids. They and how you offer them a free slice of pizza for the first fifty kids that come in. Now this is really exciting stuff. And and I think most business owners are just they just try stuff. They don't really think of the the overall strategy. You know it, that'll work the best, and I like how your mind works. You know, using leverage. What's the? What can I get? Can I, how can I get the most results for the least amount of effort, or for the, um, uh, in, in the smallest amount of time? So, do you have any more direct uh, like examples of you know real life case studies of things that you've worked on that you've implemented the Wow strategy and what's happened as a result? My goodness, I have so many. Uh, so you know, over and over, I'll work with people that they don't. It, it, they don't know it at the time until they get on a call with me, but we'll figure out that they need help in either one, two, or all three of these areas. But once they get all three working, it goes crazy. So, for instance, I had a very brief conversation with someone who has a system where he, it works so well, he does all kinds of marketing done-for-you systems for restaurant and bar owners. And he puts a flood of people in through viral campaigns that he runs on social media and text messaging, emailing, whatever. He does all kinds of whiz-bang technology stuff. But the bottom line is these restaurants just have a flood of new people coming in so that his guarantee is I guarantee you 1,000 new customers in the first 90 days. And he's like, I can guarantee that because I go way over that all the time. It's not even close. So he gets, like, massive great results. And he's been doing this. We first... He first approached me. He used to be in a mastermind group that I ran in Chicago years ago to fly up from, from Florida every month to come to my mastermind group meeting, and I helped him put this thing together, and he's helped a few local restaurants, right? So his who is a restaurant owner. I mean, that makes sense, right? I want a restaurant owner, and he wanted a restaurant owner who's an independent restaurant owner, not a corporately owned chain or something, so somebody that cares whether people come in. It's not, he's not just on a salary or a bonus. He really cares with, with his flesh and blood, a, a real small business owner, and he can make the decisions. And so that's what he's been doing. He's been helping them out for a few years, and he's got like 30 or 40 or 50 of these incredible stories of success, incredible to the real world, not to us, because we know how well marketing works when you use it right. We were talking recently, and he said, uh, you know, this was going pretty well, and I suggested that he make it just a slight tweak to the who. So his irresistible offer is fantastic. I will put a 1,000 new customers into your restaurant in 90 days. What restaurant owner doesn't want that? Nice. And the way he gets it to them is he's been walking into the restaurants or getting referrals to them. So that's worked pretty well. He meets with the owner, and he shows them what he does. 
I said, what if we <clears throat> make a change to the who and we can revolutionize your whole business? So maybe people are thinking, like, what are you talking about? The who is restaurant owners. And he said he can do it for any business, but, you know, he has the whole system working for restaurants, so it's not change it to any different type of business owner. This was the change we made. And, and, and as everything with the WOW strategy, it's so simple that when I tell you about this, you just smack your head and go, why didn't I think of that? Of course. So here he is going along with a decent business that's making him some good money, a, you know, a multiple six-figure income. And this one concept, this one change to the who, made it immediately a multiple million-dollar business. So the change was he wants to go for franchisees. We're like, why don't you bring this to a franchisee? Some of these franchisees own 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 locations of a restaurant. So all you got to do is set them up with one. They see these phenomenal results. Then they say, that's great. Roll it out into the other 40. And you've got, from one client, you've got as much work as you've had in the whole history of your company. And sure enough, I said, I know a guy which is probably how I came up with the idea. And I picked up the phone when we got off the phone. I picked up the phone. I called this guy. I referred him. And bang, the next day, this client of mine calls me back and he says, thank you, that's a multiple million-dollar contract. He's going to start it out with 24 locations of a burger joint he has that's un underperforming. And if that goes well, which, of course, it will, then he has this one and that one and this one. And since then, he recently signed up a chain that has 700 locations, and another one that has a few hundred others, he told me, his entire business, his entire income, his entire lifestyle is unbelievably completely changed by that simple tweak to the who. To instead of going after an individual small business owner with one location, let's find out what problems and what frustrations that a franchisee, someone who has influence or owns or controls or supervises hundreds of locations at once, can make one decision and bring him millions of dollars. Love it. That's a fabulous example right there. And, you know, it makes sense. I think when you, you know, a lot of times business owners get so stuck in it, like they can only see so far, you know, they can only see what's in front of them because, you know, they're working their business every day. And, and so it's, you know, it takes somebody like you with the wow strategy come in there like dynamite and absolutely, you know, blow apart those obstacles. Yeah, Steve, I think that's um, <clears throat> really brilliant because you've got to look, you, you got to step back, look at your business um, almost like in 3D, you know, look at it with different eyes and it's not easy to do. And that's why it's really, you know, you, the best ideas haven't even been thought of yet for all of us regarding products, services, ideas, everything. And it's a great way to start off the day is, okay, everything I'm doing right now, I can, I can upgrade it. I can make it better. But this is, you know, this gets back to what we were talking about earlier about leveraging, you know, like when you're a little kid, get other people out there to help you and to build teams. And so it's, Nowadays, back in the day, I can remember when it was for everybody almost, it was everybody, you know, just sort of did it on their own and went, and going it alone is, is really a failed business strategy these days. So it's really a, I call it the decade of collaboration. And this is, you know, one, and it's interesting how one little tweak, one idea can change a person's whole life. And, you know, there's a quote out there that someone made that remark. But, Steve, I th you know, I'm, so my question is, uh, you don't have to respond, but I, I hope you got a little sliver on the back end there. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's a fantastic point. I can't help but respond because it's a fantastic point you made. Going back to in the last segment, if people listened or if they go and re-listen to it, I talked about my childhood of, of being a solopreneur type of kid, which, you know, just didn't know any better. I mean, I would go shovel walks for money, and I would go have my own paper route and collect bottles and return them for money. And, you know, I was doing things on my own. But like you said, that's that's not collaborating. That's missing out. And, and all the real successes of the world come from collaboration. I love to, to talk about how there isn't competition. You know, small business owners are always getting bogged down in, in, in terms that really hold them back, thinking about competition instead why don't you think of ways to collaborate with them and when i suggest that the initial response is usually oh no we, you know we're mortal enemies we don't get along We've been fighting for years even a better reason to say you know why don't we have some lunch and why don't we save all the time and money and effort we're putting in together to compete with each other and why don't we collaborate i'll give you an example from the real world you know these 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 shows you see on TV, these award shows. I mean, come on now. Here's the Oscars or the Emmys or the Grammys or whatever. And what do they all do? As soon as they, quote, win, they get up and they start talking nice about everyone else. Oh, it's just such an honor to be up here in the same category as so-and-so. And I've worked with all of them. And, and I love all... And they all work with each other. Who are you kidding? They're not competing. They're just not. Okay, I'm a big sports fan. So how about pro sports? People think they're competing. You know, you mentioned that I lived for 15 years in Chicago, so there's the Cubs and the White Sox, or there's the, the Bears and the Packers, or, you know, there's the Yankees and the Reds, so whoever you think are, are, quote, enemies to the fans, sure. I mean, that's created so the fans think, oh, look, it's a, it's a competition, it's an enemy. But in reality, think about it. What if you're the owner of the Yankees? Could you make nearly as much money if the, if the Red Sox didn't exist? I mean, you love when the Red Sox come to town. It's going to, it's going to sell out all the souvenirs and sell out the games, and everyone's all excited. And meanwhile, come on now, all the teams are trading players back and forth. They, they, they have the all-star games, and you see them all. I remember when I was a kid, I would see the photos of, well, I'm dating myself again, but there's Ted Williams and Mickey Mantle and, and Yogi Berra and, and, and Willie Mays all smiling in pictures. I'm like, wait a minute, they're all enemies. We always thought, you know, Brooklyn, Dodgers, New York, they're enemies. No, they're not enemies. They're all in one league. They're all together. It's so much that there's antitrust cases brought against them. So to, to bring it back to your, what are you doing in your business to maybe, you know, let people think you're in competition, but figure out what you can do together with other similar business owners that are going after the same who so you can split the costs and increase the results and increase the results for the people in that target market as well. So, for instance, I had a client who was a dentist, and we figured out, how to collaborate. He was always in a mortal enemy contest with another dentist on the floor below in this professional building. And he told me about it. He said, you know, man, I'm spending all my money and all my time trying to outmarket him. Help me do that. And I said, I'll do one better. I will not help you do that. I'll help you guys work together. Let's get these guys together. And we put together campaigns where one dentist was marketing solely to, uh, to families, to children's dentistry, and the other one was solely to adults. And, of course, they would attract ones from, you know, kids have parents and parents have kids and back and forth. But by putting themselves out like that, they were no longer fighting over people. They were now referring them back and forth. Oh, you need to go a floor down because you're the adult. I do the kids. And now the whole waiting room was all set up for kids. And all the chairs were set up like race cars. And when it was all kids loved, that kid came flocking into the thing. 
And the same thing, the barn below his parents, where there were no kids' things to be found, and no pictures on the walls of, of kids and young. It was all very calm and for adults. And, and so the, the, the prospects, the who, loved it. And both of their businesses absolutely swelled. I love it. And, you know, this is all in line with uh, something that we're doing. Uh, we do here at Mojo in our company. It's called Integration Marketing. And, you know, we'll take, um, you know, free gifts that we will put inside other people's courses that have the same customer set that we do, right? And so instead of saying, oh, you know, we're all going for customers, we're, you know, we'll, we'll go it alone. No, we all integrate together where, you know, for instance, we have a product called My Big Fat List Builder, and it's uh, it's a product that uh, helps people, you know, obviously build lists and and uh, and generate leads and have a list of leads to reach out to. And there's lots of people out there that teach about cold email marketing or cold phone prospecting, right? And B2B sales prospecting. So we're teaming up with those folks, people that have courses like that, and we're giving them an extra chapter, an extra you know, information uh, segment, an extra module they can put into their course that basically you know, gives their people more information, great information that's targeted and that's really very similar to what they're putting out there, but also helps them attract uh, those types of customers to us so we can actually, in one foul swoop, we're giving them more content, but we're also, you know, getting a lead. And we're, we're providing the content, so, we're, you know, we're not getting paid for any of that, but we do it because at the end, they hear about us, we're teaching them a content, a new, a new way to get leads, a new way to prospect. They learn from us, and then from there, we say, you know, if you want to know more about the strategy we're teaching, you know, go here, and we'll give them a link, and, you know, it's all tracked, and so, you know, it could be affiliatized for that person that gave that, you know, that has that course, so it's, you know, so I think it's a tremendous thing that you're talking about. It's all about leverage, and this is a really important thing, and there's a book out there by Mark Joyner. For those of you that are listening that are really interested in um, some other, you know, content along the same lines, you know, Steve's coming out with his book, which is cool, The Wow Strategy. Uh, definitely going to be a huge book you want to check out. Um, there's one out there by Mark Joyner called Integration Marketing. That's really fabulous as well. So this all kind of ties together. So Steve, excellent. I really love what you're talking about here. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up this piece, start getting to the nitty-gritty of how you can strategize, how you can actually do this daily in your own business. And we'll talk more to Steve about his cure for the shiny object syndrome. So we'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you on LinkedIn? Are you making any money from it at all? At Mojo, we have cracked the code on tapping into LinkedIn's limitless high net worth leads. Did you know that the average salary on LinkedIn is over $112,000? The average salary on Facebook is just $61,000. There's an absolute gold mine on LinkedIn. You just need to know how to mine the gold. Mojo Global is going to show you exactly how to generate daily leads on LinkedIn automatically. Go to mojogoldmine.com to get a free video that walks you through three easy steps to get in front of up to 100 prospects a day on LinkedIn on autopilot. Once again, go to mojogoldmine.com now. That's mojogoldmine.com. There is always one thing that will take your business from where it is right now to where you want it to be. One thing that determines the difference between failure and success. 
That one thing is leads. If you don't have leads, you don't have a business. Leads are like oxygen. Ira and I are going to show you 10 proven ways to generate an unlimited supply of leads. We are going to give you private access to our proprietary system for free. It's called Mojo Lead Mastery. This program guarantees you will never have to wonder where your next leads are coming from. Let's start creating the business you've always wanted and deserve. Let's get those leads fired up right now. You can start using our 10 award-winning tactics and tips. Go to mojoleadmastery.com to get your free trial in the Mojo Lead Mastery program. That's mojoleadmastery.com. You take the first step and we'll take the rest with you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here. Ira Rosen, welcome to the Mojo Marketing Edge. We're on the air with Steve Cypress. He is dazzling the entire audience with his wow strategy which is really cool. Let's talk about the who. You got to focus on who. Who are you getting your 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 advertisement and advertorial in front of? The offer. What are you offering them that pulls them in? And the way you're doing it. So it's an incredible strategy. Now, you know, this is something you probably face a lot, Steve. Is like, oh, you know, everybody could be my client, right? And and uh, you know, for yourself, for instance. You know, uh, how do you incorporate the wow strategy into your company? Because certainly for those people that are looking to increase their revenues, you know, that could be almost anybody. So how have you implemented that into your company and utilized that for yourself? Great question. Thank you. Uh, Because I made the mistake that you just mentioned for years where I didn't think of purposefully attracting the right who. I took anyone that came along and having started up, a whole bunch of companies myself and how most people, you know, have some kind of uh, an idea in their head. They always wanted to turn it into a business. I became a consultant to startups. And these weren't startups, well-funded venture capital startups. This was every Tom, Dick, and Harry that you meet on the street or a church or this or that. People always introduce me, oh, this person wants to start a business. And, you know, my consulting practice uh, didn't last very long that way because I was never getting paid. These, there was a reason these people were startups and had an idea and all that is because they weren't action takers, and they would push back on whatever I was saying and doing. They didn't really get it. They didn't. Uh, it, it took a long, even if it worked, which a couple of them did, but it took a long time to get anything going with these people and make any money. And so that was my mistake. I was targeting the wrong who. So you're right. Even though I can help everybody. I'm not going to, certainly not going to spend advertising and marketing dollars to try and attract everybody. Uh, I think you, you mentioned it earlier on, like Coca-Cola. I'm not Coca-Cola. You know, I'm not Budweiser. I can't, you know, be sponsoring Super Bowls and, and put my name in a boxing ring or on a NASCAR or something and think I'll, I'll just attract everybody. I can't afford to market everybody. So I've got a zero in on a target who. So what I do now is 
I, sure, I can help anyone, but who I attract, who I want to work with, who I will help and work with, possibly, is someone who is already spending money on advertising and marketing, has what I call a real business. I'm not going to put a number on it because there's all different levels of profit and depends on the number of you know, uh, employees you have and your profit margins and all that, but it's a, it's a real business, a business that's going and has to get the phone ringing and has to get customers or clients or patients coming in and is already doing some advertising and marketing so that they're frustrated or unhappy with the results so that when I put something simple into place, it can have a massive and almost immediate huge effect for them, which means they can get paid a ton of money and I can get made my relatively minuscule fee, like I mentioned in the last segment, helping out my client who was making a few hundred thousand dollars a year helping solo restaurant owners. And now I turned them on to helping franchisees who own or, or control dozens or hundreds of locations at a time, and boom, he gets paid in millions. It makes my fee look minuscule. It makes my success stories look fantastic. So I realize when people ask me, because they used to ask, you know, who, is your, who do you help? I said, well, I can help anybody. That's, of course you can, but that's not usually the smartest thing to do, especially for a a smaller entrepreneur. Even Coca-Cola can't really do that, which is why Coca-Cola, you guys might know better than me, but I think they control like 2,000 different brands. The last I checked about a year ago, I wrote an article for, for the Huffington Post or something. I think Coca-Cola had 2,000 different brands, and I'm not just talking about the ones everyone would know off the bat, like Coke and, and Coke Zero and Cherry Coke and Lemon Coke and Diet Coke and Coke this and Coke that. I mean, they buy up all kinds of other brands because they know with one brand, they're not going to appeal to everybody. They're not even foolish enough to try. So how much less can we do that as business owners? So you've really got to pick the ideal who that you can solve a problem for in such a spectacular fashion that they're going to be unbelievably excited and they're, you're, they're going to get paid and you're going to get paid and everybody's happy. You know, Steve, I think you bring up some really, really great points. One of the things you are talking about earlier <clears throat> is a mistake that I think that everybody makes when you start a business is anybody who's got a pulse, who's got a, a couple dollars, you know, you're gladly take them on because, you know, you're starting out from scratch. And as you grow and evolve your business, you realize that those are the, the people that you hardly make any money with, the people that are kind of broke, those are the people that usually... Uh, those are the ones that are going to create, will suck up more time than the person who you're making a lot of money with that's at a much higher level. And so I always, I always equate it with you want to go, you want to find your perfect prospect like you're talking about, Steve, and then go whale hunting. Whale hunting, you're going to find whales in the middle of the ocean. Now, when we start off, we, we don't realize that we're all in little ponds and we're catching guppies and minnows and goldfish and we just keep throwing them back. We can't make any money with them. So if you want, if you want the whales, get the heck out of the pond, get out in the middle of the blue ocean and go deep sea fishing and you'll get the kind of prospects and clients that you're talking about. So it's, and so what, what would you say are the big mistakes that people make when they go, you know, when we're talking about this process right now? Well, that's a great question because that's really the biggest mistake. And you hit the nail on the head is you've got to go where your who is. If you're hunting whales, you don't sit there, you know, and timid in a little puddle afraid to get off the shore. You've got to go out there and risk your life and put a whole crew together and get the right equipment and do whatever. It's not right for everybody right off the bat. But if that's what you're going to do, 
that's what you're going to do. The biggest problem and mistake I see with people is they think that by doing that, they're going to lose business. So I had a chiropractor came to me, and he said, you know, I said, who's, you know, tell me who's your target, who? Uh, he's, he was actually in Chicago, a big city, like 8 million people. And he goes, well, you know, studies show that 40% of the power 60 or whatever the percentage of the population has back problems. So that's my target, who? I'm like, really now? So can you afford to effectively get your message across and get your irresistible offer in front of 60% of the people in Chicago. That's like 5 million people. <laughs> How much money do you have in your marketing? I mean, come on now. So, you know, but he thought like, but if I saw him like, here's what you do. Who, I said, tell me about some of your past patients and spectacular results you've got, because that's a great place to start. Who have you gotten great results for in the past? And he said, you know, it's the weekend warrior athlete. So it's the tennis player or the, the weekend softball player or whatever who, you know, tweaks their back and now they can't pick up the grandkids and they can't bend over and, they, you know, they've been to two surgeries and the surgeries failed. And as we went, I mean, he didn't just say all this. I had to ask him, I'd pull teeth and ask all these questions and get it out of him. But that's what we came up with. We don't have enough time here. I'd be happy to discuss it with somebody one-on-one on the phone. But, you know, we went through a whole process to narrow it down to a target who that he could afford to market to. He could be the guy to these people. He could set up arrangements with, with um, what are they called, uh, the orthopedics, the doctors that, that these people go to treat, and he could do some marketing that way, and he started attracting people. Now, what happened was, did he no longer attract someone who had a back problem just because they got in an accident or something? Of course not. If they also come into your business, you don't turn them away and say no. You know, I had a client who runs a sewing shop, a sewing and a quilt shop, and there's a testimony on my website where she says, uh, working with me, it added half a million dollars to her business you know, over a two-year period. And, and the number one response I get from people to that is like, added half a million dollars to a sewing shop. What are you even talking about? Who has a sewing shop that big to begin with? Well, of course she didn't until I started working with her with the wow strategy. But the bottom line was I said, you've got to zero in on exactly who is your who. And who do you think it is for a sewing and quilt shop? We call them the blue hairs. They're the little old ladies that love to sew and quilt. They said, that's all. we're going to talk to them. We're going to talk about them. We're gonna, we, we know what age they are. So when you write your newsletters and your blog posts and anything you're writing, you're always going to talk about movies and films and things from their past that will bring up warm and fuzzy feelings for them. And they'll say, wow, she really gets me. And, but if somebody who's a, who's a 30-year-old guy... If, if, if Corey Sanchez walks into your store and says, I want to spool a thread or I want to buy a sewing machine, for you, you're not going to say, get out. You're not my target who. You're not going to lose anybody by zeroing in a target who. You're just not going to waste your time and your energy and your marketing and advertising dollars throwing it out there and hoping that when you cast this humongously wide net, you're somehow going to magically attract the perfect person in there somewhere. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Right on, Steve. Nice. This is, now, this is a, a new paradigm for, I think, a lot of people that are just kind of going with the flow. But I think if you, if, you th- if you do this and you implement the WOW strategy, success will come faster, it'll come easier, and your clients will, will be more, more in, in the likes of raving fans, which is really awesome. Now, we're just wrapping up this segment, Steve. Real quick, where would, if somebody wanted to hear more from you, where would they go if they wanted to learn more about how to work with you and all that? Well, that's easy. They can just go to thewowstrategy.com thewowstrategy.com or they can go to my website, my name, stevecypress.com, S-T-E-V-E, 
S-I-P as in Peter, R-E-S-S. I change, and I'm always testing up new irresistible offers on there, but from time to time I do offer a free one-on-one consultation. And I usually have to take it down sooner after I do interviews like this because I get overwhelmed that i I got to help my clients. But, you know, I might, if somebody can get in there fast enough, I might even get on the phone with them one-on-one and we'll dive into how the WOW strategy can completely transform your business and your life. Oh, I love it. Fabulous. Absolutely killer. And so let me ask you one final question here as we're wrapping this up, because I know one of the biggest things you look at is offers. And this is, you know, you're a magician when it comes to offers. So how do you, how do you really look at offers and irresistible offers and, and position them to get the most amount of traction? Well, great question. And since you asked that with about like a minute left, I'll just give you the, my quick answer is what I call the iceberg theory. You've got to look at customers like an iceberg. So we all have heard, and we know that, well, I, have, I don't know in particular, I haven't seen it up close and personal, but I've heard that 90% of an iceberg is under the water. Now, it looks massive to me on the surface, so you can get carried away. You can think, I want to make money off the first person coming in the door to my pizza place that's across the street from the high school. So there's no way I'm going to give out a slice of pizza to the first 50 kids that come in. I'm going to lose money. That means you're only looking at the tip of the iceberg, and you're ignoring the 90% below the surface. It says, if I do that and invest a measly 50 slices a day, what do you think those kids are going to do? Come in, eat one slice, and leave? They're going to get a second slice. They're going to get drinks. They're going to bring friends. A hundred kids will show up. Then they'll keep coming every day, and long after you're done with the promotion, they'll keep coming, and, and future sales and referrals come rolling in. So have that t- iceberg, and don't focus on the tip of the iceberg. You're, you're going to do stupid I'm sorry, but I'm just going to call you out. You're going to make stupid, very resistible offers, like I'll give you 10% off or 20% off or all that nonsense. Do something absolutely irresistible. That means irresistible. They can't possibly say no like the Godfather. Make them an offer they can't possibly refuse. Maybe break even or even lose a little money. It's only the tip of the iceberg. 90% of your profits is coming. Have the faith, look at it that way, and put together a truly irresistible offer. Yeah, I agree. You know, <laughs> the, the the whole idea here is do not be short-sighted. Do not be so attached to your dollar that you can't, you know, be the, you know, be the river, don't be the dam. Open it up and don't be afraid to spend a couple dollars. Come on, people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, but and it's and the the whole thing is the strategy to think long-term and just get your customers in. Get them to experience you, right? And do it making the most irresistible offer you could ever, ever think of. So, yeah, Steve Cypress, this has been very informative, very actionable. So thanks so much for being on thewowstrategy.com. You can check that out if you want to hear more from Steve. But thanks for being on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All All right. right. Great call. Perfect. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the Mojo Marketing Edge. Don't don't forget to subscribe on mojoglobal.com, and uh, we will see you in the next show, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern. Thanks so much for tuning in. Adios. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.